friends, great to be with you on this Church Tips podcast. And today I'm with my great friend, Jim Bradford. Uh, and Jim, you and I have known each other for, I'm thinking like, do we go way back? Into, you probably didn't know me in the 90s, but I knew of you and we had met in, in, at Cross Paths. But we really have become uh, very good friends in recent yeah. years. We, uh, we pastor in the same town. And right. uh, have the privilege of going out to Gailey's for breakfast periodically. So yeah, um, yeah. or else when I'm out get, when I'm out to breakfast with someone else, I see you at Gailey's. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Keep them yeah, somebody, asked, somebody asked me if I had stock in Gailey's. I need to figure out how to get some stock in Gailey's. So if you're a viewer uh, or a listener today, and you come to Springfield, you get a hold of Dick Hardy, and I will take you to Gailey's. And if I don't take you to Gailey's, I'll pitch you over to Jim Bradford, and he will take you to Gailey's. So, there's the deal. The, but anyway, hey, well, I listen, Jim, uh, I, I really uh, appreciate you taking time to talk about your book, um, Lead So Others Can Follow. Uh, this is a great book uh, that is really designed, as it would sound, for leaders. And uh, obviously, we're in the church world. Uh, Jim and I uh, and you as viewers want pastors to win as leaders and to be able to lead successfully. So, I mean, the title is so catching. The the, the design is it just grabs your eye. Uh, give us a jump start on this, Jim. What was the genesis of how did this book come together for you? Well, thanks, Dick. Privileged to be with you. And I, I am too grateful for your friendship. Um, we uh, The title is nuanced, actually. Le- obviously, we lead so that it's possible for others to follow. But sometimes we lead in ways that make it difficult for people to follow. So, Part of the idea of the book is to is to help us with our leadership that becomes accessible to the people in our lives that we're leading so that it's easy for them to follow as opposed to leading in ways that make it difficult or even become abusive for the people that follow us. Uh, the genesis of the book actually came from a day, uh, part of a day I was spending with the Lord uh, at home uh, uh, just a few years ago. And um, this is going to sound a little mystical, and I, I don't say this book's inspired by any means. It had been sort of scratching at me that I was to write something. And partway through these few hours just with the Lord, it was a pretty open agenda. I was just trying to read Scripture, listen to the Lord. And all of a sudden, I, I saw this outline in my head, and I scrambled. I wrote something down, and it's pretty much the chapter titles to each message. Some of it is things I was, I was general secretary for the summers of God at the time. And when I was doing leadership seminars and things, part of it was content that I was writing, that I was teaching already. Um, but it just kind of fell down uh, together in those four sections. And, and I just felt like I was supposed to write it. And even if it was just um, a word document on my hard drive, and it never went beyond that. I just, I just had, you know, those moments where you feel like the Lord asks you to do something. It becomes a point of obedience. For me, writing is a glorious agony. Uh, it's, it, it's wonderfully engaging, and it's terribly hard. And but I, but I knew I needed to do this, so I started on it. Uh, sometimes when I'm talking to people about leadership, you know, it's the first steps, just getting started with a lot of things, and the first. The hardest sentence to book, write in the book was my first sentence, and That's I labored over that a long time. But I knew if I could get past the first sentence, then then we start picking up some momentum and we could right. go. Uh, I, I aimed it at at 
at pastors and also lay leaders in, in a local church. Actually, not just volunteers, but lay leaders. And I tried to make each chapter, 12 chapters, uh, less than 3,000 words, so that maybe once a month a pastor could use it or a lay leader with their team they're leading could use it as kind of a leadership enrichment and being a shorter chapter. And I think like an engineer, that was my training. So I have bullet points and I, I try to make them fairly easy read chapters uh, so that if you're doing a monthly enrichment with your team, I mean, maybe they'd actually read the chapter before they came to the meeting. And uh, <laughs> the, other, the other thing about it, people will sometimes, I had one person, one editor read it and, and say, this sounded like a devotional to me. And it's got a lot more than devotional material in it. But one of my core passions is that we in, reintegrate our spirituality with our leadership. And my friend Chuck Miller, who passed away now, worked with Fuller and developed a lot of discipleship material. He said, in some ways, we're, we're making the church in America into a two-room schoolhouse. In one room is the soul room, and the other room is a leadership room. Each room has its own literature, its own vocabulary, its own conferences. And it's like we're being forced to choose between leadership and spirituality. My, my passion is to hardwire, hardwire our spirituality back into our leadership or hardwire our leadership into our spirituality, however you want. Um, and, and so I think that's something that comes through the totality of the book. Uh, and, and that really is my, 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 my core passion. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You know, I, when I look at the uh, one, oh, by the way, the book is an easy read. Uh, yeah. You know, talk about, you know, easy to follow and track. Uh, what, what do you got here? How many pages? Uh, 120. 140 yeah. pages. 140. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is not going to be your um, your PhD dissertation. This is, uh, this is designed for us as busy pastors, busy leaders to be right. able to consume. Um, the four section titles, I mean, this Jim is an aerospace engineer. That was his uh, his formal training. These chapter titles, the way it's all laid out, four sections, three chapters per section. No, there's not four chapters in a section or two chapters. There's three in each one. So it's just have very, symmetry. very symmetrical all the way down. Spirituality and servanthood, systems and strategies, skills and strengths, stamina and stability. Talk, us, talk to us a little bit about those sections. The first one is, uh, is core. If we're going to keep our spirituality integrated, with our uh, with, with our leadership, and so uh, the whole idea of of the parameters around your life to keep you close to Jesus, um, how you understand that in terms of leadership. The thing, chapter one is things I listen. I seven things that I try to pay close attention to in my life. Paul said to Timothy, "Pay close attention to your life and to your doctrine." And in doing so, you'll save yourself and those who hear you, First Timothy 4.16. And so chapter one comes out of uh, years ago saying, what do I need to pay close attention to in my own life? What are, what are the vulnerabilities? I put a diagnostic question with each one of those seven things. And, uh, and so that, that's where it starts. Chapter two then um, and chapter three go into core spirituality as well as how we view ourselves as servants. Uh, 
in chapter three on servanthood, I deal with the three kinds of power, positional, possessional, and personal, how Jesus keeps moving us down to personal power. We keep defaulting up to positional power. And sometimes that's where our leadership style can become abusive or can make hard for people to follow, or we can end up loving our positions more than our people. So it's a whole area of humility, servanthood, why we do what we do, as well as just some of the core components of, of how we stay connected to Jesus in the midst of our leadership. So that's the first section. Second has to do with kind of um, strategy for ministry, uh, kind of core ministry philosophy. So I, I think as leaders, we, I think as leaders, whether you're managing the General Motors Corporation or you're leading a small group or anything in between, you, you are, I call it SMOR, S-M-O-R. You are, you are influencing the spirit, the mission, the organization, and the relationships. And and that's the totality of leadership. And it, it comes out of exactly what happens in places like Luke chapter 6 and other places uh, where we see this pattern in Jesus' life. And so I, I break that down and then talk about how spirit, mission, organization, relationship, they take on different emphases depending on where you are in the life cycle of your ministry. And then the that's, that's the, uh, the first chapter of that section. The second has to do with my philosophy of ministry. Um, you cast vision. Uh, no, you start, you don't start with casting vision. You start with modeling servanthood, setting attitude, casting vision, developing people, sharing yep. authority, requiring excellence, and showing appreciation. So I, I walk through all that as kind of my personal philosophy ministry. And then the last chapter of, of that section uh, are 16 things I look for in when I hire a staff person. So that, that all has to do with, with systems and strategy. Yeah. The third section, um, the third section, I, I wanted to address what I thought were the three core skills of most ministry leaders, uh, the most important skills. Uh, one is uh, team. The first one's team building. So we do quite a bit about team building in that chapter. I include the 10 core values that I use to lead my the team I lead here and uh, and some of the skills of a team leader. And then. Uh, and then we look at communication. I don't know any leader doesn't hasn't learned to communicate well if they're effective as a leader, whether it's one on one communication or 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 public speaking. And I, I deal with more of the public speaking part, the preaching thing. I kind of do a condensed how to preach thing in that chapter. And then the third chapter is change management. How do you lead people through change? Which I consider an important one, whether you're doing major change or not. Change management is emotional management. It's 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 not isolating people. It's not writing people off through change, but listening a lot, validating people's anxieties, and bringing as many people with you as as you can. So that's so. I think there's just some good people management things in that chapter. But I build it around the whole idea of good. change management. Uh, so uh, so that's uh, the three core skills. The last yeah. section, stability and stamina, is is um, even since I've written it. I've, I've come to be more convinced how critically important that section is. I deal with physical stamina. I do some things on physical health and then emotional stamina. You know, I think one of the make or break things for us as leaders is our emotional capacity. I think you need mm-hmm. emotional capacity. You need courage to lead well yeah. and your yeah. emotional capacity to be able to handle the criticism, to be able to even, even handle your own creativity that can, sometimes get out of control where you just got a new vision every day and it's driving the people you lead crazy. I, I mean, you, 
just your emotional capacity, that emotional tank you have, you got to attend to it. Sometimes we we worry about the physical and the spiritual, not the emotional. I've come to see that as a make or break issue in many lives. So I deal with emotional stamina, patterns of thinking that drain us emotionally, how you can keep yourself strong emotionally. And then the last chapter is spiritual stamina. I talk about spiritual warfare and intercession. I just kind of wanted to land there, kind of loops the whole book back to our spirituality and our leadership being integrated. Yeah. Wow. That is so good. That is so good. Lead so others can follow uh, by Dr. Jim Bradford. Um, This has been very, very helpful, Jim. I'm just telling you, friend, you've got to pick this book up. Uh, Give us a parting shot, Jim. Uh, You you know, we've talked about this thing. We've done the flyover. If, If a viewer or listener heard nothing else, what do they need to hear from you on this subject today? I might have alluded to this really briefly a minute ago, but I'm just becoming increasingly aware that that no matter what leadership position we fill, we've always got to love people more than our position. I think you have immense influence if people get the feeling that you really love them, you believe in them, and you're not in your leadership position for self-serving reasons. You're there for them. And your influence... by anointed by the spirit of God can be amazing because that's the heart of Jesus through you. Now that's where leadership and spirituality meet when you really love people more and you love your position and you're trusting God to live and love through you. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Lead. So others can follow great book. Uh, highly recommend you go, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold, pick up, uh, your copy. And then frankly, I'd pick up a few, uh, for your, your board, your leadership team, and begin to walk through it together. Again, easy read, easy to consume. And uh, I'm so grateful, Jim, that you took the time to hang out with us on this. And uh, it's, a, it's a great privilege to, uh, to know you as a friend and to see this kind of value brought to pastors and the church. Pick up the book. That's your instruction from Dick Harding. So thanks, Jim, for being with us today. Thank you. I'm humbled and grateful to be with you. Thank you. And for the viewers and uh, listeners, uh, thank you so much for uh, being with us. And uh, you can connect with us at leaders.church. And uh, anything we can do to be helpful to you, that's exactly what we want to do. So in the meantime, uh, watch for the next uh, episode of the Church Tips Podcast. But make it a great one today and be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here. Real quick before you go. Everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you'd like to do that, I want to invite you to go to Leaders.Church slash boost. Again, that's Leaders.Church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.